You're listening to Quantum Childhood, a Tales from the Loop actual play podcast presented by Geek at Arms. My name is Brian, I'll be the Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, I'm Christian. I play Enzo, the weirdo, who's uh, 14 years old. Well, hi, I'm Jacob. I play Kevin, the popular kid, who's like 13 or something. I'm John. I play Joe Marsh Smith. I'm the rocker kid, about 14 years old. Uh, I am Jacob, not the same one, and I play Cody the Hick. So my character's name is Mo. She's 12 years old. My, my name is Yolanda. My character's name is Billy Jacobs. He's a 14-year-old troublemaker. And uh, my name is James. This is episode 10 of the Four Seasons of Bad Science, and so it goes, part one. Moku. It has been six months since government agents captured you. In spite of how scary (laughs) In spite of how scary it was to be arrested and kept in an interrogation room for a few hours, life since then hasn't been too bad. You're still not clear on exactly who the spooks work for, but they provided you and your mom in the house nicer than the one that you lived before, and Taos, New Mexico is a pleasant, relatively quiet town, except for that infernal hum. They said that you're in protective custody and that your friends have been given similar accommodations elsewhere, but they've never been real clear about what you're being protected from. Up until last week, you've been under house arrest and close supervision by by the government. You were allowed to go to school, which honestly was a waste of time. All the other kids are behind you. And sometimes a little shopping, but most of the time you were stuck in the house. But the government seems to be losing interest in you now. At least, you're free to leave the house and go where you please as long as you're back by 9 p.m. And you've been itching to get to the library and its computer. It's February, and Taos winters are much colder than Boulder cities. It doesn't snow here very often, apparently, but the wind is biting. You scuttle from the car into the library as quickly as you can, your mom following close behind. As soon as you pass through the doors, the heated air inside the library hits you like a wall. It takes your mom only an instant to spot the pot of complimentary coffee, and she makes a beeline for it, leaving you to your own devices. The library is spread out in a wedge-like arrangement, with the information and checkout desks straight ahead and the bookshelves to either side, each labeled with category information on the end facing you. Magazine racks line the wall on your left, and there's a reading area to your right, currently occupied by several parents reading quietly to their children. You don't see a computer immediately, but the brochure about the library said there was one here. They seem very proud of it. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Start to walk around and look for the computer. All right. <laughs> uh, you wander around for a little bit, um, and you don't see any signs of it. Mm. I guess there's someone else in the library, like um, a librarian or something. <laughs> Want to go go to the <laughs> checkout desk and ask a librarian? I Yes, I don't know if that's the most intelligent thing I can do, but I can't think <laughs> about anything else. All right. Uh, so you approach the the checkout desk, and the woman there is uh, skinny with a pinched face, kind of a stereotypical librarian that you would expect. She says, may I help you, young lady? Um, hi. Yeah, I was thinking if you guys would have anything with it, like a keyboard and a mouse. A key, a mouse, mice, like a oh, computer. The, oh, computer! Oh, you know what? Yes, we do have a computer, but um, I'm sorry, nobody's been able to figure out how to set the thing up. 
it came in a few weeks ago and it's it's just been sitting back there in one of the one of the reading rooms. Would you mind if I give you a hand with that? Do you do you know something about computers? Yes, a little. Oh, that would be so wonderful. How they they put it on all the brochures and they've been so proud of it, but <laughs> it hasn't been of use to anybody. Nobody can figure out what to do with it. It's it's right back here. Follow me. And she leads you back to a study room where, sure enough, there's uh, all the computer equipment just kind of stacked up in the corner, uh, mm. covered in a fine layer of dust. It's evidently been here for a little while and nobody's done anything with it. I'm going to basically ask for anything to clear the dust because I'm a little bit OCD and I also would like to tell my mom where I am, just in case. All right. Uh, <laughs> I trust no one at this point. <laughs> uh, she finds some uh, cleaning supplies uh, in a closet, and you tell your mom what you're doing. Mm, I'm get coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> coffee for yourself? Of course. You're going to stunt your growth. Mm, at least I don't smoke. <laughs> Uh, so setting up the computer is pretty easy uh, for you, hmm. and uh, it does have a modem. Hmm. Is there any line that I can connect it on the wall? Any? Yes. Can I see anything? Yeah, yeah there's a uh, a telephone line that looks like it was installed recently for this purpose. Hmm. So I connect it and turn right. it on. And you are on. What are you going to do and look for? I think the first thing I want to see is the news and see how if I can gather any news from. I'm so sorry, I forgot the place that it, my, where I'm coming from. From Boulder City. Yes, thank you. Sorry, thank you. It has been six months. You know, I get hit in my head. I hit my head real bad. So you find an article about that night that you were grabbed, and apparently the only thing that was was told in the media is that there were some kind of unorthodox uh, military training maneuvers that were going on. They were doing training on urban infiltration. And so that was how they explained what happened in Boulder City that day. Hmm. There's not a whole lot else uh, that you can find out because the the newspapers aren't really electronic yet at this point. Yeah. And since you're you're in another state, you're only really getting kind of a broad broad national view. So hmm. there probably wouldn't have been anything about Dorothy Green. Oh, there is an article about a kidnapped student student, and uh, legislation going forward to increase background checks on school employees. Mm. Apparently the janitor was a bad guy. The hell he was. Not that janitor, the other janitor. Oh, then yes, sure. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I knew if any of the other guys had a computer. Or any way to email them? Can I try to contact my my um, my person? I remember Dexter? I have a person. Yes, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> uh, so you uh, send a quick email to your last known uh, address for Dexter, mm. and he replies almost immediately. Mogu, thank God you're okay. I've been trying to find you, but there aren't any electronic records of what happened for some reason. Where are you? So I tell him where I am. Okay. Like, honestly, again, I've forgotten because my head is not okay today. <laughs> uh, you are in Taos, New Mexico. Maybe that's why. I have never heard of that place in my life. It is notable I know New for Mexico, being... though. 
<laughs> notable <laughs> for being a uh, community with a lot of artists. There are huh. very many small galleries, a lot of native artists. And um, on the uh, conspiracy occult side, there is a mysterious hum in Taos that some people can't hear, but some people can. Very low frequency and nobody knows what causes it. All right. So I email back saying I'm um, I'm in this place in New Mexico and the hum is driving me nuts and not having internet is driving me nuts and not knowing anything is driving me nuts. So please help. <laughs> Enter. I says, okay, uh, I'll be glad to do what I can. What exactly do you need? I don't know how to get out of here. Uh, he says he'll he'll look into try try to find out something about uh, whatever program or something that you're in. Now that he knows where you are, maybe he can turn something up. But it would be great if I would have some access to a actual like computer at home, so I don't have to be coming to the library. He says I he'll see what he can do. Yeah, I don't see how, but it would be pretty great. <laughs> and maybe a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to ask. <laughs> that takes us to the end of your reintroduction. We'll get Yay. back to you shortly. Yay. Enzo. Howdy. In the six months since you were returned to the world you grew up, grew up in, there's been a marked change in your father's treatment of you. He's still distant, but he's not as stern as he was before. And, of course, he has none of the cruelty that the other Daryl Keats showed you. He's taken a leave of absence from whatever job it was he was doing, so he's been around the house much more. Even so, he spends most of his time tinkering with something up in his attic workshop. Two weeks ago, he got a call from someone he had apparently worked with before, and it changed his entire demeanor. He started secluding himself in the attic around the almost around the clock. And today, he actually went back to the office for the first time taking a lot of strangely familiar-looking equipment with him. When he comes home, he sits down to dinner with you and your mom, but he's pensive through the entire meal. Mom seems worried. Daryl, honey, are you okay? Has something happened? Oh, it's it's nothing, really. Olivia's worried about... Well, there could be a problem. We're, we're, just, we're just not sure. At the mention of the name Olivia, a strange expression flits across your mom's face. I see. She turns back to her steamed carrots and pushes them around her plate a little. The phone rings and your dad gets up to answer it. Wait, what? No, no, we're not ready yet. Live? Live! He drops the phone and runs to look out the front window and his face turns ashen. What do you do? Like, what is it, Dad? Uh, he just shakes his head and he's... He looks stunned and, and unable to really make a decision about what he should do next. All right, then I'm going to go up to the window and look out. In the distance, above the cooling towers, something has blotted out the stars. You start to see flashes of light, illuminating something that looks a little like a cloud and a little like an inverted whirlpool in the sky. Suddenly, a bright white light appears at the center of the vortex, like a tiny sun. It illuminates the entire town, bathing it in a harsh light that hurts your eyes. You feel some kind of force pulling at you, and you feel disoriented, as though gravity were turning sideways. Your father takes a few clumsy steps backward. It's too late. We have to go, right now. Grab anything you can't live without. I grab my salamander. And, uh... Uh, I believe you left your salamander in the other universe, didn't you? Ah. <laughs> well, I've been uh, scouring. I've been comparing all the different species on this side, trying to see if there's any difference. Oh, so you uh, have a new salamander. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sally 
<laughs> um, I'll get my um, sketchbook. That'd definitely be the first thing. Right. And I think I, at this point I have a go bag uh, that I usually take to... I've been visiting the cave that no one else here knows about. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So uh, you grab that stuff and uh, your mom quickly shovels some, some clothes into a bag. And your dad leads you upstairs and pulls down the folding ladder in the ceiling that leads to the attic. He practically shoves you and your mom up the rickety steps and into the gloom. It's cold and drafty up here and mostly filled with electronics and junk. Dad goes to a desk tucked away in the corner and flips a switch on a device there. He moves around the room, rudely pushing past the two of you to get to various devices. He turns dials, flips switches, and pushes buttons, constantly muttering to himself. As he does so, the light from outside starts to reflect off the house next door, slowly brightening the room until you can almost see properly, if not for all the strangely shaped shadows. Finally, Dad does something, and there's a loud crackle like electricity. The soft blue glow fills the room, and your teeth start vibrating. It's not painful, but it's very disconcerting. Suddenly, the blue light overpowers the white light from outside for a moment. You feel a now-familiar lurch in your stomach and head, and all of the equipment around you vanishes. It's quite dark now. Your mom doubles over and vomits right on the floor, then sinks to her knees, sobbing. Do you need Tom's? <laughs> We'll start with Jomar. Oh, no, here we go. All right. So uh, you're still disappointed with yourself that you weren't there to help your friends when they finally went up against Farty Allen. But your case of chicken pox is over now. Who would have known that the outbreak was real? You're in math class right now, which is taught by a teacher with a reputation for eccentricity. Even now, Mr. Her Mr. Hernandez, whom some of the kids call Cuckoo, is wearing a bizarre foil-covered bicycle helmet while he teaches. But even though he's strange, he's actually a good teacher. He gets along well with the students, and he really knows his subject. After he dismisses the class, he calls you over to his desk. Uh, John, would, would you mind hanging back a moment? Uh, yeah, sure, teach. Uh, you're doing really well in this class, and you seem to have a knack for it. There's a statewide math decathlon coming up, and I thought you might like to be on the team. Oh, wow. Um, I don't have to do any running, right? <laughs> <laughs> no no it'll it'll all be math stuff okay um yeah let me let me check with my parents and and make sure that you know they're cool with the the uh the date and the time and and um is it in town or do we need to to drive out of town for it oh it'll it'll be in las vegas so it'll be close by but not in town okay uh, not an overnight stay kind of thing uh, well, we were thinking about making it an overnighter, but it's close enough that if you didn't want to, we could uh, we could skip that. Okay, let me um, let me check with my parents, and and I can uh, let you know if not, you know, by the end of the day, maybe tomorrow, tomorrow sometime. That'd be okay. Oh, great, great. By the end of the week is fine. Oh, okay. uh, here, he hands you a permission slip. Says if they decide they uh, that you want to go, uh, just have them fill that out, and uh, we'll get you a spot in there. Cool. All right. Thanks, Teach. I appreciate you, man. Let's move on to Billy. Yes. Ken Masters asked you to come by after school today to help load in some inventory. Sure. While the two of you are opening boxes and sorting through their contents, he asks if you've heard any rumors about wild animal attacks. There were some folks kayaking and camping about 
camping below the dam, said their campsite was attacked by wild beasts. Came in looking for a rifle. I asked them what kind of animals it was, but they clammed up and wouldn't say nothing more. You heard anything like that before? Well, I don't know, Ken. I mean, there's always people thinking they see weird stuff up in the up in the uh, the foothills and the mountains. I mean, next thing you know, they're going to come in here saying that they saw a dinosaur. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Tourists, right? Mm-hmm. As Billy, you know, Billy laughs with him and then turns away and eyes go wide. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, you're also in math class okay. and Jenny has somehow managed to get the seating rearranged so she can sit next to you. Was Jenny but, the girl who was hinting at me to come yes. to the dance? Okay. <laughs> but even though she continues to flirt with you and drop hints about the dance, it's hard to pay any attention to her because Stacy's in the class too, at the very mm-hmm. back. And you can practically feel her eyes boring into the back of your skull. All right. On top of that, your foot is still really hurting. And the doctor made your mom cut, cut one of your airwalks open to accommodate the dressing for your toe. Julie oh, yeah, that's right. I hurt my toe. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about volunteering <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Julie told me how brave you were. I can't believe you went charging in there all by yourself like that. Like Chuck Norris. I mean, what can I say? Uh, it's something, something about Texas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a derisive snort from the back of the room. I whip my head around. Uh, Stacy is, is smirking at you. All right, yeah, I don't, I don't engage. <laughs> All right, and Kevin, back to Kevin. Hopefully. All right. The school has hired a new janitor. It's your older coven, coven, older cousin Steph. Ooh, there's a twist. <laughs> oh, I have a cousin. Sweet. She hasn't okay. decided yet whether she's going to college, so she's working this job to save up some money while she makes up her mind. Ooh, the classic Buford. <laughs> As class is getting out for the day, you find her standing at the head of the stairs that lead into the basement. A pensive look on her face. Okay. Uh, hey, Steph. What's what's going on? You look a little pensive about going down that staircase. She bites her lip a little bit. She says, well, you know, the, the, the police say that they, they cleaned all that up, but... Uh, I'm supposed to go down there and lock it up, but I I really don't want to go down alone. But do you mind? Would you would you come with me? Ah, oh, sure. I've been down there on occasion. She nods her head and and starts down the stairs. And as you expect, it looks pretty much the same as it did before, minus the killer cyborgs. And once she's down there, she seems a little bit more at ease, particularly having. Um, is is Cody's toe there? <laughs> No, Cody's toe has been uh, cleaned up and then shipped to a lab somewhere to clone a new Cody. What did we miss? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, since you're down there with her, she feels a, a little bit uh, more at ease. And she slaps a padlock on that door and, and makes sure nobody's going to get in there again. And uh, you go back upstairs with her. And that's the end of that. All right. Mogu, uh, when you get back to the house after your uh, trip to the library and a little bit more shopping, you discover that the government agents who were watching the house are no longer there. They seem to have pulled up stakes and just left. That's not good. (laughs) 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 Mm. 
I've seen so many times the van exploding in the A team that I'm like, I don't even feel like opening the door of the house. Like, <laughs> well, your mom is not an A team fan, so she just goes right in. Of course she did. <laughs> I follow. <laughs> Nothing seems out of place. Um, but there's just a distinct lack of surveillance vehicle out the front. That's so weird. Okay, I kind of go around the house seeing if I can see anything that is not weird. Uh, nothing seems to be out of place. It's all pretty much the way you left it. Okay. Well, I think I kind of lost in what to do, really. <laughs> if you want some suggestions, you could mm. attempt to contact your friends back in Boulder City. Do I have you a could... phone? It wouldn't be hard to get one. Or you could simply try to persuade your mom to return home. Or you might come up with something I haven't thought of. Hmm. Do we have a car? Uh, probably you don't, actually. Yeah, you do, because you would have to have driven to the library. So, yes, you have a car available to you. Technically, it belongs to the government. Yeah, I guess it would not be a nice move to leave my mom behind. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since you're not licensed to drive yet. Ah, the, the details. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna try talk my mom into driving out of out of there. Like, you know, we could say we are trying to, I don't know, have a day trip or buy groceries somewhere else. We're missing Chinese food. I don't know. All right. So, how are you going to breach this, the the topic to her? Uh, hey, mom. Yes. Have you seen this guys guarding us recently? Um. Well, they were they were here this morning, weren't they? She looks out They're the window. Cold. She says, "Huh? Hmm. Yeah, they're usually in that van across the street, aren't they?" Hmm. That's weird. Hmm. When was the last time you had Chinese food? Oh, I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, I guess. So, what if we take a road trip? I mean, the worst thing could happen is that they stop us, right, and we can't leave. So, why not to try? You want to get. Chinese food? Sure. That's exactly okay. what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, do you want to go to, to Mr. Wong's down, downtown? No, let's go outside town. Like, let's, let's go somewhere else. So, somewhere, somewhere. Where were you thinking? I don't know. Do you remember we used to have a house? Oh. Ah. Give me a charm roll, please. I heard also, the rumors. <laughs> oh. uh, all right, so uh, she says, "Oh, you think we should we should try and leave and go back home?" I oh, mean, gosh. again, <clears throat> the worst case scenario, they stop us, right? <clears throat> and it's well, not yeah, like we're but, criminals; we're protected. So, yeah, but they they said we were in in protective custody. What were they? You think it's safe? Well, I, I think mean, if it wasn't, they will not have left. You know how oh. paperwork is? They're not going to come and say, hey, girls, by the way, like five minutes ago, we put the stump. Now, they left. We're still here. Well, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Um, honestly, they were never real clear on, on what, what they were protecting us from anyway. Exactly. And if they're gone. Um, okay. Okay, let's go. Get, get your things together and... Um, Oh gosh, this isn't isn't really our car, but maybe I'll just leave it at the Department of the Interior or something when we get back to town. Yeah, 
still see her on the details. She is so persuasive. <laughs> I just have to figure out what the uh, consequences of failing that charm <laughs> roll are going to be, though. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> there will be something. We'll see what it is. Oh, wait. Enzo, mm-hmm. you are back in the other universe, and remarkably, you're in the same house that uh, you were living in before. Did we just pop into the same attic? Just Yep. And weirdly, it's the, it's the very same house that you were living in in this universe with the other Keats, Daryl hmm. Keats. Right. I think we'd, I'd cautiously uh, open the, the door and uh, try to climb down to see if they're still outside. You climb down and you find the house pretty much as it was that uh, fateful night when your fake father got arrested. The uh, back window is still open, and there's like lots of leaves and water damage in the master bedroom. Your your room is still the same, uh, so you still have like all your clothes and everything are still there, except for the ones that you'd taken to uh, Jomar's place. I guess I would ask my parents, like, is it safe to set up shop here, or if it's still like six months, it's uh, still too dangerous if they're looking for my other dad. Your dad says, well, um, I did have a little bit of information about, about what happened here. Um, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I, I imagine if he hasn't come back by now, um, well, he's he's not coming back at all, probably. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and set up house here. There's already... Uh, already papers for you and we'll tr- I guess I can assume the other Daryl's identity uh, I don't know what we'll do about your mom but we'll we'll get something figured out uh, why don't you just go ahead and and get some sleep if you can um, and we'll 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 get stuff figured out in the morning I guess all right well I definitely have some ideas for first thing in the morning <laughs> <laughs> all right so it is morning. What are you going to do? I think first off, I'm going to head over to one of my friend's house. I think I'll go straight for Jomar's. And uh, yeah, I guess um, try to repair a a rusty bike. (laughs) It's just been sitting. (laughs) All right. You do your best with the bike, but uh, it's pretty stiff. Uh, You wear yourself out a bit uh, cycling over to Jomar's place. And what do you do when you get there? I... Knock on his window. Jomar, it's to you. And I'm going to the window. Yeah, I'm going to the window. Enzo! <laughs> dude! Where have you been, man? Get in here. Get in here. Come on. Oh. oh. What's up with oh, okay. what's up with the get bike? Back to normal. Dude? How did it get all rusty? I've just been sitting neglected. I I'm just glad you're back to normal. Like you were such a jerk on the other side. Like you basically replaced Chad <laughs> on here. This like <gasps> bully. Like, so I just had to see if it, like you were the same Joe Marvin. Dude, it's me. Like me, you know? The, your buddy. Your pal. The, the guy well, that's with you. Well, where's the rest of the gang? Where's uh where's well, Mogu? I, um there uh, see that is the sixty four thousand dollar question. Uh I haven't oh. seen her yet. I don't know. Uh been worried about her. Um the other, the other part of the gang, they're they're at their house. Um, I got to introduce you to 
one of the guys at school. Uh, do you remember Billy? You remember uh, Billy? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he is cool. I know you didn't think so, but he is cool. So got to introduce you there. He's really, he's tight with us, man. He rode a dinosaur. He rode what? a dinosaur. Like some bones? Like you, like, like Lone Ranger, dude. Like <laughs> Yippie Kaye or whatever the guys, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Okay, dinosaur is very broad. What, what, what species were we talking about? Like a Triceratops, man. Yeah, like, like, yes, yeah. So, but you got to meet him. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really wanting to know what, um, where, what's going on with Mogu. We, 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 we need her back. Uh, there's just, you know, too much guy stuff going on. We need some of that, you know, help out there. We need some techie help. Um, <laughs> so, dude, man, it is just so good to see you. So good to see you. Um, Thanks. And uh, I got to ask, is, is uh, Miss Peabody okay? Talking pigeon? You know, um, last time I talked with uh, Kevin, she was she was okay. Um, oh, so he has custody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got he's got custody. They they kind of have this thing. They're they're mm. like Well, he's a people person and she's people. Well, so. yeah, and she's good people. <laughs> you know, there's a special bond. They're like brother and sister kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's good, but I would be curious to know. Cause I, I, she didn't seem like she was fully herself the last time we were together. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll check that out. Um, dude, I mean, I, I, I just can't get over this. This is so good to have you back, man. Um, so you, do you, uh, do you need to crash the place or do you, you want to hang out some long, you know, longer, or what, you know, how's it going at home? Oh, it's it's been a uh, night and day. You know, it's like actually can speak with a, a parental figure, and and you know, I actually have a mom now, so it's um, are you slowly kidding me? And yeah. So that's okay. But uh, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm still uh, socially challenged, but they're they're helping me through that. So you um, know what, dude, you're cool with me. So don't, don't worry about that. But I'm, I'm so glad to hear about your mom and dad, man. That's great. That's great. Um, so yeah, we can, uh, I, I can gather a couple of things together. If you want to go try to wrangle the crew up and kind of get together, we can, we can have a powwow and talk about, you know, get caught up and, and maybe, maybe we can go look for Mogu. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, let's, let's find the game. Cool. Are you thirsty? Do you need some water or something? You good? Awesome. <laughs> All right, so. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna gather our stuff and we're gonna head on out. Hey, mom and dad, um, I'm gonna head out with uh, Enzo. We're gonna we're gonna spend some time out. Uh, is that okay? Okay, have fun. Oh. We'll take meatloaf to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Mogu, once you're back in town, uh, what's your first move gonna be? I'm going to go to whoever. House is closer to mine from the guys. All right. Like, uh, <laughs> pick one then. Oh. Because I haven't worked out the geography that much. <laughs> Kevin. Wait, wait. Who, right. who helped me with the Funyuns? Uh, I, Kevin was the Funyuns. I do owe you Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you go over to Kevin's house. And what mm-hmm. do you do? 
knock the door. So, Kevin, there's a knock at the door. Ah, uh, you get it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a uh, a motherly-looking blonde woman opens the door and says, "Oh, um, yes. May I help you?" Oh, hi. Is it Kevin home? Oh, certainly. Kevin, it's one of your friends. Okay, friend. That was really good. Uh, I like hop up and run out there. (laughs) Well, he said he had to be. Okay, Jomar, what's up? Jomar. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, then I see her. We're not there yet. Hi. And I'm like, I uh, miss you too. Oh, hey, you're back from your, you're back from your skiing trip. Um, yeah. Um, mom, I I need to go. Uh, Kevin's like, uh, mom, we're gonna. I gotta go out with my friends. We'll be back. At some point. All right. All right. So then, uh, where are you two going to head then? I mean, uh, first well, I'm head out. Head. I mean, you're so happy to see me. I can't even, I can't even, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's called. That's like the coldest high I ever seen. What's, what's, I, it's, are you okay? It's called being undercover. You were just kidnapped by agents. Are you about to be assassinated? I don't know. <laughs> see, see, no? that's not something know. you want a fifty for fifty percent chance on. But still, you could say hi with a little bit more. Of... Nah, fine. Hi, and um, oh wait, uh, I don't have your funyuns here, but they're back at the hideout. Fine. And uh, I radio the other guys. What what's new? I radio everybody real quick and like we got a code come and show up <laughs> code what <laughs> okay we're still reworking it but you know i'm trying people can hack the radio man things have gotten weird since you were last here yeah i can see you are very natural about all these oh yeah i'm basically james bond now <laughs> sure <laughs> um yeah, so let's let's go to the head out. But uh, basically, not much has happened besides some dinosaurs. Uh, our janitor killed some people. Um, what? And, you know, that's the highlights, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I would call a dinosaur a highlight. Oh, I mean, man. I did leave you with a talking pigeon, but fucking dinosaur! Who are you going to... We got to get you like a one dinosaur? date to the dance. <laughs> There's a dance too. I'm I'm sure something big's gonna happen there, or the okay, dance. Okay, you were already. talking about dinosaurs. Then you're talking about the dance. There's, it's not as interesting. Okay, thanks. I'm sorry. Best... Go hang on to the dinosaur. <laughs> okay, yeah, there were dinosaurs, and oh wait, yeah, I've got something to show you. We, you've got to come, and we, I've got something to show you at the hideout. Yes, yeah, so no. uh, we're gonna Hi. bike over to the hideout. Sure, you have an extra bike? Oh, you didn't bring a bike? You that just came back. I guess you can ride on the back oh. of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's got those things on the the axle that you can stand on. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the sports person. Do I need a roll move to avoid a horrible <laughs> wreck? Uh, let's not do that. <laughs> 
I mean, how do you go from a dinosaur to we have a dance? Who cares about the dance? Do you saw a dinosaur? <laughs> no, no, no. She's I'm, right. No, no. She's right. She's absolutely right. I mean, I'm the girl and you're the one talking about a dance? Are you kidding me? The, the dinosaur. I mean, again, I left him with a talking pigeon, but... The dance is very important. Cody just doesn't realize how important yet. (laughs) I just need to know if you guys still have the dinosaur. (laughs) Sadly, no. The dinosaurs are not not right for this world. (sighs) And the talking pigeon is... Apparently. See? We have an emotional connection to the talking pigeon. I mean, I remind you guys, Jurassic Park has not aired in the, in the in the theaters yet. So we don't know. <laughs> but we know now. Ah! I remember, I remember the only thing that Brian has told me during all this time was that there were freaking dinosaurs. I, I, I know he knew that I would be like, what? <laughs> I, I wanted you to get all of the uh, the summaries <laughs> from... The other kids. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, so then, Jomar and Enzo are on the way to the hideout, and Kevin and Mogu are on the way to the hideout, and I presume that at some point, uh, Jomar contacted the rest of the group and said, hey, let's go to the hideout. Sure. So we're just going to move that direction. Cool. So you all uh, meet up actually right at the the mouth of the tunnel that leads down there. Yeah. and you're you're walking that way, talking, getting getting caught up. Uh, let's let's have a little bit of that first. And I lose myself for just a moment when I see Mogu. I run up and like grab her and hug her, and it's like, "Where have you been? It's so good to see you. Oh my word, what is going on? Where have you been? What's happening? You know, it's like I can't even. I need to like be quiet, but." <laughs> And I'm like, like I'm being in put... a boring freaking town while you people were looking at dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let oh, that It is so good to have you back. <laughs> Kevin, see? That's how one reacts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what? Okay, okay. What's I don't up, understand Kev? women. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Cody notices Mogu, but is not totally uh, cognizant of the significance of this. So I'm, I'm muttering like, wait, to myself Enzo? something about uh, girl, girl problems. Yeah, of course. Hey, uh, Moku. Uh, so <laughs> you remember Stacy? So she's <laughs> she's showed up at school now, and then I catch a glimpse of Enzo out of my eye and just kind of stand there with my eyes moving back and forth between them. Uh... What? Who? Oh, hey, yeah, I'm back too. Yes. What? Where have you been? <laughs> uh, long story. Not quite sure how I got here. But, uh, yeah, apparently y'all are mostly jerks on the other side. So, it's good to see you. That Dude, totally what was I like? Wait, the other side? <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah, like the salamanders are completely different over there. And it's, uh, and Kevin, uh, I don't know how to break this to you, but like, you're not the popular kid. Yeah, it's like I had to kind of take you under my wing, and you know, so just trying to. Oh, dude, 
you're on the mirror universe from Star Trek. It's obviously just, out, oh. just out of curiosity. Hey, did I wear a polo just... and do community service? <laughs> Wait for so that sounded that, that sounded hey, about right. Mogu, Mogu, Enzo, this is Billy. Hi. This is Billy. Hi. Billy, this is Mogu and Enzo. I, I give her a little hey. bit of bump. Say, I'm the one that rode the dinosaur. The Velociraptor. I hear. Triceratops, my man. Triceratops. Oh. Uh, okay, fine. Good choice. Yeah, Good choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, I give a nod of appreciation. Is it me or Enzo feels like he thinks he's cooler? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah. He's been to yeah, an alternate universe. <laughs> <laughs> been, uh, you know, working on myself, and uh, <laughs> it's amazing what having like. Uh, a father who doesn't want to murder your pets uh, can do for uh, your mental health. So. Okay, fair enough. Otherwise, I would say you hit your head when you came back. Some people go to vacation in Europe. <laughs> he spent a gap year in an alternate dimension. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anybody's going to tell me how the hell did you encounter dinosaurs? And how is Mrs. Peabody doing? Well, so it's, the dinosaurs thing was pretty there. much what we yeah. saw with Enzo. To be honest, uh, very, mm-hmm. very what? similar thing. Except there was a keyboard attached to the portal instead of it just, oh, yeah. just being there. Yeah. Um, a keyboard attached to what? To the portal? Yeah. So there's a portal, and yes. So you found Guys, a portal and... that actually can be manipulated with a keyboard. Well, we didn't exactly find it. It had yeah. been kind of built by that uh, that one mad scientist kind of lady. The crazy lady? Lena? Yeah. Who? Pretty much the person responsible for most of the crazy, dangerous stuff that has happened around here lately. Wait, the lady of the portrait? No, 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 no. Mm. Well, wait a minute. The one that we went to the house of this guy, you know, the the, the, the girl that had an uncle, blah, 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 the portrait. Yeah, that's the one. Lena, Lena, Lena. Wait, so you met the lady or not? Yeah, Lena. A couple times. Well, we met her Yeah, that's the lady. You're kidding. So, but look, there was this really nice little old lady that helped us when we were like between dinosaurs, you know? Okay, that's a sentence I will never forget in my life. There was a little lady that helped us when we were between dinosaurs. I mean. Yes. It's like, well, okay, Mogu, I didn't tell you. There was also a T-Rex. And it almost killed us. It almost killed us. I mean, it almost killed us. I mean, I love you guys, but that would have been an honor, and you know it. <laughs> we salute the T Rex as it's eating us. It's been an honor, sir. <laughs> so where, 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 where did they go? How? What? How, did so we were, did you extinct we the dinosaurs up, again? No, they're way up past the mountains. So where they are still the there. Uh, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Okay, I'm not saying know. we should go back, but I may be saying we should go back. Because there are <laughs> velociraptors, too. Okay, fine. Wait, they're not in witness protection with you? <laughs> no, and I'm not the sports person, so I guess I cannot round them. Okay, fine. So you find a portal with a keyboard. And how is yeah. and that's Wait, I'm very confused. Oh, it wasn't that kind of keyboard. It was the rocket kind of keyboard. Like a musical keyboard. 
Now it's like had, now it's like you're the, had, the 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 Hamelin guy with the flute. We had to guess a song to make the the make the portal thing work. I'm telling you, the Hamelin guy with the flute. Yeah, kind of. Just out of curiosity, was the song da 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 Yes, was it that one? It was the final countdown. I knew it. Okay, sure. Remember final countdown? You know? Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, so you remember the, you remember the do you remember the mean kids that were always picking us picking on us at school, right? Yeah, the one outside the library. They were really really shit. bad to really bad to some of us. Yeah. Okay, so they were actually going to be eaten by the velociraptors and Cody like fixed figured out how to get this truck down there to get them run off and we we rescued them. And then we get to this other place, and they take our truck. Yeah, why the hell would you help those jerks? Because they were going to die. It's called the circle of life. <laughs> Man, that'd make a great song for a movie. I... <laughs> Kevin writes that down. <laughs> Mogu, I, I get it, Mogu. I get it. I get it. But it's like we just kind of made a team decision okay, of, so, okay. Like, I appreciate you guys being such a good guys. But at the end of the day, it was for the first time in your life, it was the fittest, the one that was going to survive. And you helped these jerks and they took your truck. That's also called yeah. karma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm giving you too much shade. Hey, you're good. You're good. So, yeah. Billy sees you writing that down about the circle of life and says, you know, if you did it with lions <laughs> instead of dinosaurs, it could be something. That is so true. That is oh so true. Okay, but once Dude, we... I bet you I bet you, you could get Billy Joel to do a song. Yeah. And no, once we, we got could done, never land Billy Joel. You started with In yeah. the Jungle, you know. And so once we got done with this portal thing and the T-Rex, like, got, like, cut by it, like, like damaged... And ran away. No. We we decided to try to get out, mm. and yeah, and um, so we got it. I think it was the lady. Uh, she took us in her car, mm. and um, okay, wait, we, wait, 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 wait. How am I the one flipping tables about this? And Enzo that loves animals is not right now, like up on his toes. <laughs> I'm a uh... the the other side change you, man. Your change. <laughs> I'm overdrawing my sketchbook, just kind of like thinking about. Is that like a vine in the back of your hair? Yeah, trying. And where'd you get a Starbucks cup from? This is the '80s. Starbucks didn't exist. What? <laughs> so anyway, yes. So we we found Lena, right? Okay, yeah. and so. We get in there and we find her in this tree house and she's like almost dead mm. and we get attacked by this really nasty bird kind of thing and it's like coming at us and the guys are like fighting it off like like knights in shining armor and oh my word it's great and we 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 get her to uh oh 
And do you remember um, Isaac? I see. The robot? Yes. We got to see him again. No kidding. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we got medicine for Alina, and, like, we got her to the house, and that's kind of all I remember. Wait. <laughs> who's, who's Stacy now? Oh, you don't know Stacy? Stacy was the girl living in uh, Don Dixon's house. Oh, right. The one that uh, tried to stab me with a knife, but we yes. ended up bonding. Got it, yes. Yes. So what's up with her now? She goes to her school. Oh, cool. Good for her. <laughs> and she's totally into uh, Cody. In a homicidal weird way. Yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> so the best kind of way. uncool, Sounds actually. Right. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the lady with the knife likes you. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, I think she. Well, she also threw a brick through my window, which mm. is worse, maybe so, than her being in my math what class. Mating rituals. Why would she do that? Well, uh, I think it's because I kind of got the cops to look uh, for her and force her out of that house. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, I mean, better the window than other parts, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, look at the bright side of life and shit. <laughs> I... Okay, so anybody explain me why Kevin is so ramp up for eight dance? No? It's, it's it's Kevin. I guess we already had the dance, didn't we? It's a Kevin it's thing. It's a Kevin thing. Uh no, the dance has not happened yet. <laughs> oh yeah, man. So this is like the biggest event. There's a dance. And yeah, uh, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> um like are we are we walking into the tunnel? Is something big gonna happen or can we are we actually getting in there? Uh, yeah, actually, something is happening uh, as you're walking down the tunnel. Uh, oh, okay, then I won't. Echoing talk through about the dark, the stuff you hear what sounds. <laughs> you hear what sounds like someone crying. Someone what? <laughs> you hear what sounds like someone crying. Uh oh. What's that sound, guys? Huh. Sounds like somebody. Man's worst nightmare. <laughs> in distress. We gotta go check this out. Which direction is it coming from? It's coming from a little bit beyond where you would turn uh, to go to your hideout. All right. I'm going to keep moving in that direction then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, a little ways further on, you come to uh, a little boy. He looks like he's maybe eight years old, and he's crouched in the dark, hugging himself, crying. Does, like, what does he look like? Like, are his clothes dirty or torn or anything, or... What's the situation? Uh, he's wearing what looks like kind of like hospital scrubs, uh, that green color um, matching shirt and pants. Okay. And they are pretty dirty. Uh, one of the knees is torn and he's, he skinned his knee there. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so cold I'm, and I'm lost. Can you help me? Yeah, we can try. You, you... Any one of us bring a jacket or anything? 
I look at Kevin. Oh. Does one of us have a leather jacket? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and offer it to him. All right. Okay. Uh, you, you wrap your, your jacket around him, and he seems to be trying to get control over his tears. Thank, thank you. What happened? Um, there was, I was, I was at, at the place, um, and, and there was something that happened and, and people were screaming and, and I, I, I wasn't supposed to, to leave, but I ran away and now I can't find my way back. Do you remember which direction you came from? And I, I kind of point, I say, did you come from that way? And I point to the direction we came from. Or that way and further down the tunnel. Uh, he points the other direction down the tunnel. Uh, it's, let's see, actually kind of northeasterly-ish. Okay. All right. And where's our guess? hideout? That's... Let me see if I can find it again. The, is this the Dry Creek? Is that our hideout? It's near the Dry Creek, okay. but it's not exactly there. Now where's there? There-ish. Ah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh... We can we can help you out. Um, and I I turn around to to Kevin. I say let's 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 move him uh, back to the out, outside the tunnel. Um, and then we we can come back here and let's check out some fresh air. All right. So you're going to take him back the the direction that he came from. I think we're going to take him outside first, like. So I want to take him out of the cave, where, back the, the way we came, and then go check right, out so where you came further in later. Oh, I thought right, he well, came you, from you already deeper know. in. Yeah, he did. Okay. Uh, you already know where that that lets out. Um, mm. It it comes out a little bit closer to the Colorado River. Oh, um, gotcha. It, it was one of the old railroad tunnels that served the the construction of the Hoover Dam. I see. Okay, you've already explored it pretty well. Should have figured as much. <laughs> Now, Desiree is screaming again. You said there was a thing. Yeah, there was. Also, how how hmm? uh, how old is this kid, by the way? He's about eight. Okay. Uh, he says, "Yeah, there was. They they were doing something, and I was supposed to. I was supposed to talk to to the other me, and then and then something something else came through, and 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 it hurt people." And I, I don't know if if they're okay. I don't know what happened to my mom. I think at him saying the other me, my eyes just kind of go wide. And so? Uh, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. So Did you see anything scary on the other side? Are you talking to me or? No. Yes. Uh, no, it's, it's fairly normal over there. It's just uh, there was a big... A lightning storm in the sky right before I um, got thrown back over here. But uh, so so, kid, you were talking to the other you. Uh, what do you mean by that? Um, well, he's he's just like me. He, he we have the same name and everything, and and sometimes we can talk to each other, and I. I was supposed to tell tell him when they were going to do the thing, um, open their open their their door, 
And then he would tell me when the, when, when they're going to open the other door. And, but a while back, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get to him anymore. I, I couldn't hear him anymore. And I don't know what happened to him. Uh, how were you talking with him? Um, well, it's kind of, kind of hard to, to explain. It's kind of like this. And he gives you a, a very direct stare and you feel like something strange happening in the forward part of your, your skull. Like there's something crawling around inside your head. Okay. So, so, so you, you, you tickled his brain, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a disturbing enough sensation that I want you to take the upset condition. Okay. Whoa. All right. I am thoroughly upset. I'm the only one disturbed by the fact that that could mean there's a double for every single each of us. Well, that's normal for us at this point. <laughs> okay. It is. You're right. I forgot about this. That's pretty par for the course. And dinosaur. I yeah, they have our blood. Remember? Oh, no. I see where you're going with that. <laughs> what? Maybe not Mogu. Remember that. Maybe Mogu's the only safe one at this point. Probably. What? How many toes did you guys lose? You're kidding me, right? You're totally kidding me. Who lost a toe? Not me. I'm the only one who lost (laughs) a toe, but we all got our blood extracted for vaccinations. At least I know if somebody... What? We had to get vaccinated. It was like this sickness thing that they were trying to protect us from. Okay, from now onwards, every time I see you, I want you to say hi by showing me your missing toe. It's it's currently sticking out of his shoe. It's all bandaged up, and he's been limping this whole time. (laughs) Yeah, they said they were inoculating us against something called COVID-13. I'm sure that won't come back again later. So good vaccinated. I, you guys no. are kidding me, right? No. You, okay. Just no? us. This is weird. I mean, should we should we even tell her about the flatulent clones? <laughs> what? I want to know about those. <laughs> oh, uh, somewhere Billy Billy pulls out a guitar. Sit around, friends, and I'll tell you a story, a ballad about Farty Allen. Oh, those clones. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yes. I'm just in shock right now. And Jomar, by the way, wasn't uh, wasn't there for the end of that, so he's yeah, only heard the, rumors so far, probably. Yeah. About what? Nasty rumors. It's like Westworld stuff all over again. <laughs> what is Westworld? Oh, that was the the Michael Crichton movie, right? That uh... Kevin hasn't watched it because it was rated the original too high. Oh, right. oh was it Crichton? It, uh, yeah, I think. It yeah, was. he actually wrote and directed it. One of his first ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying you'll bring her. You'll okay, bring we're her totally black. ignoring the kid. <laughs> I'm just, I mean. Well, I don't want to get my brain tickled, so I don't know what else to do. Yeah, no, if you can, just kid. use your words, honey. Use your words. I just want to, I just want to go back home to, home to my mom. All right. You mean home here? Well, yeah. Well, not, not here. Not in this, okay. not in this tunnel. No, but not at the other side. This other home. side? No, no, no. I, I, I live on this side. Okay. So, guys, you want and, 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 to take him back? I just have one last question. When you said that, when you say that something came in and people started to shout, did you get a glance? Did you get to see what? No, I didn't see it. 
Okay. That's a pity. Okay, well. About what time is it, Brian? On in in world. Let's see. We'll say that this was a Saturday so that uh, you've got all day to do this. Um Okay. Enzo probably woke up early and came to your place, so it's probably it's also winter time. So we'll say we're probably around ten o'clock right now. All right. Is a consensus guys to to get him back? Sure. Okay. All right. Where are you taking him? Yeah, let's do this. We're gonna take him back to home? mom. Where is that? We haven't asked him. Take him back to town first and then Ask him where to go from there. Good idea. Well, maybe we should ask him now in case it's... Another good idea. So, Oh, so, yeah, in case he thinks he's being kidnapped. Yeah. Good plan. <laughs> we don't want to be walking down the street with some kid in scrubs and he's yelling, this isn't my house. I don't know you guys. That's, <laughs> that's going to work out well for everybody. So It'll be okay. It's the 80s. <laughs> it's actually a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, buddy, as um, long as you we're just like discussing trench coat, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, men, uh, where is where is your home? Um, well, I don't. It's in a it's in a, a big building with um, with lots of windows. Um, I don't I don't know how I got here, so I don't know where it is. Uh, What's your name? I'm, I'm Alex. What's your name? Hi, Alex. I'm Mo. That's a weird name. <laughs> I'm pretty weird myself. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm Billy. And do you remember what street Kevin. you live on? No. <laughs> okay. Um, you... I can see a big highway out the window. Oh, do you, do you know um, what about what about your parents' names? What what's your what's your last name? What's your mom and dad's name? Hayes. Hayes. Okay. My my mom's name is is Betty. In, I don't in, I don't have a dad. Betty Hayes. Billy starts looking around. Is there a uh, a phone booth close by? In the railroad tunnel? No. Okay. Yeah. No. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly. I, but he's still looking around I for one. <laughs> I forgot we were in James. a in a railroad tunnel. To be honest, James. James, he just did, he just cracked the door and kicked you in. Yeah. yeah. Did the did the kid tickle your brain too? Apparently. Am I the one smelling toast? You guys smell toast, right? Someone, someone cooking eggs. Either someone's making an yep. either someone's making an omelet, or I'm having a stroke. Yeah. Burning feathers. Okay, here's a question. Do you have like any favorite place that you remember, like an ice cream place or um, some? No, they that you know they the never name they of? never let me go outside. Um. Why don't they ever let you outside? Why are you quarantine. Be- because I'm not supposed to go out. I'm. I, I stay in the. I stay in the in the in the building all the time. Alex, how how long have you been at that building? Um, it's been. I don't know. Um, a couple years, I guess. We were in in uh, another city before then in Europe. Okay, so it doesn't sound like he was born in the building. So that's that's good. Mm. This doesn't sound like a house. No. Or an apartment building. 
Were there? Oh, let me ask you a question. Is there like a lot of machines with lights in your house? Oh yeah, lots and lots of them. I figured. Yeah, we we got those too. Yeah, that's that's totally normal. Well, that actually is normal I'm for you. Right? Yeah. Staring at them, so like, what the four command? Shrug. Like what? What? Right. <laughs> Everything checks out. So he says the building was next to an, a big road, highway. A highway. One of us have a map that we can. Well, everybody the... except Cody, give me a contact roll, please. <laughs> can I use my jacket? No, your jacket. Well, do you happen to have a phone book in the ja- pocket of your jacket? You're kidding me. He had a phone book and he didn't. <laughs> I mean, I have my date book. Actually, this is this is kind of perfect. Uh, Joe Mark getting two successes uh, because you happen to know when you hear that that name Hayes. Uh, <laughs> there actually is somebody that you know in the area named Hayes. Mm-hmm. Um. Mikey Hayes is a retired country musician uh, who's lived in the area for two or three years. Okay. Guys, I think I, I think I remember the Hayes name. Um, I'm trying to remember what part of town, but it was, it was a guy. Hang on. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Starting with an M. Mikey, Mikey Hayes played some music. Um, From what you remember, he's kind of a hermit, and he lives out in the sticks. Out in the sticks, okay. Um, I, I, I think he was like way out, way out in the sticks. But I, um, maybe, maybe this kid's maybe connected to him somehow, related to him somehow. I don't know. Do you remember which, which direction? Um, like, was he on ninety three? Is that is that the highway that they could be talking? That's about? the highway. But um, no, I think Mikey. Oh, were you talking about the kid or Mikey? Well, both. Okay, because Mikey lived like way out in like Booney kind of area, like away. Oh, okay. But weird. But I don't. This I'm still trying. I'm racking my brain about this building near the highway. I'm just not sure. Okay, uh, Brian, on our on our main map, show me where uh-huh. our hideout is since we're close. We're close to the hideout, right? Uh, yeah, it's here-ish. Okay, okay. All right, so I, guys, I think we might need to, like, head northwest, maybe, from, from you know, from where we are here. My, I think there's a, a building up up northwest from here, heading towards the, the, the highway. All right. Worth a try, I guess. See if we can yeah. hike to some... Good scenario... At least it's a warm place. <laughs> Are you thinking of uh, heading toward that uh, DARPA? Yes, sir. All right. Quantum Childhood is brought to you by this fine sponsor. Do you dream of walking a higher road? Of expanding your consciousness beyond the bounds of normal thought? At NeuroAscension Inc., we've made it our mission to help you reach a new level of awareness. Experience our state-of-the-art mental expansion technology and join the new humanity as we step out into a universe of pure imagination. You all roughly know the, the way to get there uh, from where you are. Uh, it's, it's a pretty prominent building on top of, uh, well, it's on the face of that hill. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's got uh, fences way out from the building so that you can't really get close to it. Uh, and a guard guard station with MPs in it all the time. All right. So we'll stay somewhat away from it. But I, as we get there, uh, I'm going to look at Alex. Alex, do you see do you see the big fence? Do you see the, the building in the fence there? Mm-hmm. Does, does that look similar to where you live? No, no, it's nothing like that. There's no big fence. Okay. There's a parking lot and, and, and lots of cars and the highway is, is, is like right next to it. Maybe we should hoof it to the highway and kind of patrol it to see if we can see a building like that from the highway. Yeah. Maybe keep going. He's not describing a hospital, right? I don't think so. Because he's wearing scrubs. Kind of. Yeah, but there's no hospital near us, I don't think. Uh, no, there's not. There is a hospital in town. And if you if you ask him things that you would find in a hospital, that doesn't sound familiar to him. Uh, do any of the people that you see, I mean, do they wear like any uniforms or do they have any, any of their clothes have like a, anything written on them? Well, a lot of them wear, wear like those those white coats that doctors wear. And scientists, okay. and um, there's a uh, embroidery on it. It says N A I. Okay, I write that down. So I'm going to sketch the DARPA building while we're here. All right. Okay, N A I. So guys, uh, you give think me a we... sneak roll. Okay. <laughs> oh, but to, to draw a building. I guess actually good at this. <laughs> But we weren't close just, enough to it yet. Just, right? just Enzo. Okay. <laughs> Guys, right. do you think we do we need to go keep going north up towards the of the highway, or do we head back towards the riverside? There is one other obvious thing that you might do when coming across a lost child. It's not obvious enough. Obvious enough for me. Police. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's not the first thing that uh, that Billy will think of, but okay, yeah, someone but says we should call the police, the police, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Class Enzo and I have to get out of the picture just in case. Yeah, we're technically fugitives. We go that so. route. <laughs> well, but I would mm, just, just you know. Last time, like government agents saw me, like I was disappearing into a portal, so. Milfa party. Like, I don't. I want to keep a low profile. That's, that's a good point. Uh, and, you know, at this point, I'm pretty sure that the loop and local law enforcement probably has a file on all of us. Yes, some of ours might be thicker than others. If I could have my access into a computer, or I don't know, a map. I still so say I pull Cody. I pull Cody aside for a minute, and I'm I'm whispering to him. Do you think we just need to take the kid over to the MPs there at the gate, the guard station? Uh, well, I don't know. The The loop stuff is kind of spooky to me now. But do you remember that one police officer we met? I forget her name. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She went up to the where they were going crazy. And, yeah, and, but you remember who I'm talking about? I, I don't remember her name, but I know, I know the lady, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe we could... We could talk to her. Um, so we need to head back and avoid. Town, right? I think I've yeah. met her as well. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. But not yeah. in, like, the bad way. Oh, okay. <laughs> all, all, right. all right. Hey, guys, what I, if you say I, so? I do want to point out, to as, we head, as we're heading back to town, the whole reason I was looking for a payphone earlier is that this is the 80s. Payphone's going to have a phone book in it. Let's see if we can find mm-hmm. this guy's mom in there and just call her direct. Mm-hmm. All right. So the probably the closest phone book would be up here uh, at that little cluster of buildings with the Hoover Dam Lodge. Yeah. So let's let's head back to the highway because we can get back into town that yeah. way and maybe find a phone book along the way. Maybe some ice cream. Does anyone? Does anybody have a quarter? <laughs> huh? I've got one. Cool. I just actually, actually had one in my pocket. I mean, I've got one too. I just don't want to spend mine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've got one, but it's got like Nixon on it for some reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I don't know if they'll take that. All right, so you get up there uh, to the hotel and uh, <clears throat> grab a phone book. You don't find any entries for uh, Betty or Elizabeth Hayes, but you do find Mikey Hayes' address. Just on There's a web, no phone number listed for him. I'm going to switch over to the business section. And mm-hmm. you said that the letters were NIA. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do uh, NAI. Uh, what was it? I'm sorry, what? N-A-I. N-A-I. I'm just going to check the ends and see if there's anything that jumps out at me with those initials. All right. You want me to roll something? Uh, Hang on. I'm going to just grab a random phone book and see how many uh, <laughs> we might come up with that way. Because it's the 80s. You have random phone Everybody's, books? <laughs> everybody, every, everything is in the phone book. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me a contact roll or comprehend that, that would work too. All right. It is not listed. You don't find anything with those initials listed in the phone book. Okay. But there was someone named Hayes in there, their address was, yeah, there was the Mikey Hayes that, uh, Joe Mar remembered. Okay. His house is over there. That's not too far away. I mean, there's no harm in trying. Sure. I mean, what are the chances of two people, different, completely different, unrelated people, having the last name Hayes in this town? <laughs> Odds are. All right. So, is that what your plan is to We're go through? We're going to take the kid to Mickey. Okay. Yeah. Billy rips the page with his address and phone number out of the phone book, pockets it, and heads to the bikes. Vandal. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, I'd leave the quarter as payment and like, feel bad about it. <laughs> Perfect. I'm like, hey, Joma. Yeah. Joma. Yeah. What does your mom have for dinner tonight? Uh, let's see. This is, what night is this? Saturday? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. It's going to be uh, hot dogs. Oh, man. Okay. Hot dogs and chips and, and, um, and like baked beans and such. I've been praying your mom's made love, man. Oh, you know what? Then we need to have you over on Tuesday night. Okay. Bailey's like, we all stop. You're making me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Mikey Hayes' address is a little difficult to find. It's a little south of Highway 93 on a poorly maintained dirt road. There are a few cheap houses in the area, and Mikey's look like, looks like the most ramshackle of the bunch. The paint is faded and peeling, the windows are dirty, and there are signs of rot in the trim. There's a wide, slightly tilted wooden slat porch on which there's a rocking chair and a small table with an ashtray. Cigarette butts litter the porch and the ground around it, and there's a goodly number of empty beer bottles to go with them. There's no car parked here and no signs that anyone is inside. Well, this guy knows how to party. <laughs> yeah, really having second thoughts about leaving this kid here. I know, me too. Oh, come on. So, Alex, does does this does this property, does this look anything like a place you've been before? No, no, I've never, I've never been here before. None of these houses look familiar. Uh-uh. I've never, I've never lived in an, in a house anything like any of these. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave Alex with the, with the crew, and um, I'm gonna kind of cautiously go up to the door to knock. Anybody want to head with me? Uh, Billy's gonna back him up. Sure. Okay. All right, so I've got I got backup. That's good. I go with you, and I'm like, hey, I'm the only one that wants to ask this kid if he has ever talked to a pigeon or saw a dinosaur. <laughs> so exactly what are you going to say to this dude? Um, well, first I'm going to see if anybody comes to the door. And uh, <laughs> second of all, I'm going to ask him uh, if he knows... <laughs> Like, if if he's got any relatives that are living in town, sure. Yeah, is, let's not mention yeah. the kid yeah. at all. Like, no, uh, yeah, not yeah. yet. I just anything. I want. I want to see if I can ask him something. Ask a question with a question or something. I don't know. Well, the uh, that's moot because when you knock on the door, nobody answers. All right, Billy, can you see okay. anything in oh, the window? Gosh, I misused moot. I'm so ashamed of myself. <laughs> No, it's all good. Okay, I'm going to try and go around and see if there's a back door. As the last time, you know, I only got stabbed almost. So let's try that again. <laughs> see how it goes. Billy, you know, peeks in through okay. the windows without actually trying to touch anything. Not because he any... wants to leave Prince. It's just that this place is gross. Okay, so Mogu is going to go around and then Billy's going to look in the window, right? Um. Brian, how many windows do we have on the front of the house? Uh, there's just one uh, window, and it's the the standard uh, sash window. Uh, around the back side of the house, you don't find another entrance. There appears to be only the one door. So, okay. uh, so Billy, Billy's head jerks back like, Mogu, did you say something? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, uh, as I came back, I was like, there's nothing back there. <laughs> Very weird question, but have we tried just opening the door? That's exactly what so, Billy was about to do to give the so handle you're a jiggle. Tell me that the, it's not up to fire code, is what you're telling me. The house is not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this house looks like a tinder box. It's definitely not up to fire code. Okay. All right, Billy. Jingle away, bro. All right. Uh, and, Billy, you said you were looking in the window first? Though, yes, right? I was going to look in the window first. Okay, so all as dirty as the window is and as much detritus as there is outside, the interior actually looks surprisingly tidy. Uh, you can see an unmade bed uh, and uh, what did I say? Unmade bed. 
a pair of uh, cork boards on one wall, a dresser, and then like a table with a TV on it. Uh, you can't from here. You can't tell what's on the cork boards, but it looks like there's a lot of stuff pinned to it. Okay, always a good sign. Um, time to uh, time to give that handle a jiggle. Okay, the door is locked. If mm. anybody who wants to try a tinker roll can probably get through it. Wait, is the is even though the window is shut, is it locked though? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Wong. The way is shut. We cannot get in. <laughs> you shall not pass. If I can find my character sheet window, I'll try to tinker my way. Let's see. Yeah, Cody is probably the best chance for tinkering. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head back up to stay with Alex and ask Cody to go and dude, the door is locked. Do you think you could uh, maybe see if you could uh, fix? Okay. All right. Uh, well, you do manage to get it open, uh, but you don't do it uh, in such a way as to be subtle. You have <laughs> broken the latch, uh, so anybody who comes later is going to know that, you, that someone's uh, forced the door. So that means we got to rob <laughs> this place like crazy. <laughs> All right. Inside... Uh, the room is mostly one large room with a tiny kitchenette. There's some dirty dishes in the sink, but it doesn't look like they've been there long. Uh, the TV on the breakfast table is a black and white model, but it looks fairly well cared, cared for. The top of the dresser is dominated by a rather nice-looking stereo with a record player and dual cassettes. Ooh. And in the corner, there's a steel, steel guitar. Uh, there's a telephone and a framed photo of a man and woman on the nightstand. Did that? Those corkboards are covered with newspaper articles, handwritten notes, and photographs. There's a pair of filing cabinets below it. Uh, what are uh, What are some of the events, or uh, that are that are on the corkboard? So, they, like the newspaper clippings, what are the photos of, so on and so forth. Most of the articles are about a number of research companies in various parts of the world that have are or have been under investigation for ethics violations. The most recent articles are about a company called Neuro Ascension Inc. right here in Boulder City. Mm. And there's a lot of interest in a woman named. <laughs> there's a lot of interest dun, in dun, dun. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> a woman named Olivia Martinez. Oh. When the Tales from the Loop soundtrack for this game comes out, there will be so a crescendo nice. right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the name again? Martinez. Olivia, Mar Olivia Martinez. Olivia Martinez. All right. It's yeah. not the other lady. That's It's not Lena for once. Wow. <laughs> Billy doesn't know what to think of that. Hmm. In in all the articles um, for uh, for the company we just mentioned, did anything give a give a location, give an address to this place, or where they're located? Let me think about that for a few moments, please. Well, he thinks, <laughs> I'm starting to think that it's not a great idea to go there. Second. <laughs> I mean, we're going to go anyways, but I don't think it's a great idea. <laughs> I think we're like Red Riding Hood going right into the wolf. There's a photograph of the building, but not an address given. Do we recognize the surroundings of the building at all? Show the photo to the kid. Yeah. I mean, we've already broken right. in, so I mean, what, what, what's the harm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're showing him the photo of the building? Mm. 
He says, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's where I live. Awesome. Mm. Were there any maps or anything on this uh, bulletin board with any nice, uh, uh, nice um, descriptive circles or arrows <laughs> pointing to locations? Any string? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no maps. Dang it. Crazy guy is not crazy enough. Uh, if you would like, you may make investigation check. Oh, yeah, we're doing that. I think I'd like to. Wow. Investiga- investigable Palooza. Here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and is there like we're a drone that's around? But <laughs> time yeah, we succeeded at something. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to hold my investigation because I'll hit a zero and I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys as, did awesome. And as usual, I'm making as many notes in my sketchbook as possible. Uh, Tales from the Loop CSI. <laughs> All right. And I keep rolling my eyes. <laughs> uh, all right. So then you turn up an obituary for a woman named Elizabeth Hayes, dating from about eight years ago. The photo matches the one on Mikey's nightstand. Uh, Enzo, you also find a file on Daryl Keats. According to the notes in it, Mikey assumed that Martinez and Keats were romantically involved somehow, but Keats had vanished a few months ago and hasn't been heard from since. Romantically. Are you kidding me? We found his father. Romantically involved. Found his father's girlfriend. (laughs) So Pops had a girlfriend, huh? Hmm. Well, we found an obituary of the mother of eight years ago. Maybe. Well, she's supposed to be alive. Okay. Um. Right, because he wants to go back with mom. Right? Well, just because someone's telling him that she's his mom doesn't mean that she actually is. So show her a picture of the woman, see if he recognizes her. Yeah. Actually, show both. him a picture of both. Yeah. Because maybe the new girlfriend is involved and she's not that nice person. Okay. All right. So you're showing Alex the photo from the obituary and the photo of Olivia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, he says, yeah, that's that's my mom and that's Aunt Livy. <laughs> Wait. Wait, wait, which is which? Yeah, which is which? (laughs) Enzo wants to know. Sister. And Livia is Olivia. And the guy is not the father, it's his uncle. Hmm. Wait, so this is my cousin? Or, wait. (laughs) 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 If he's dating Olivia, right... We're going to unless he went for this for the sister. He is actually the brother. He's his uncle. He's um, the uncle, not the father. Okay. Show him a picture of the guy. See if he recognizes her. But I don't think so because he has not been involved with the thing. But sh- sure, You're why not? Showing him a picture of Mikey now. Mikey, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, the only one that you have is the one from the nightstand. Uh, so you show him that, and he says, "No, I don't know him. Why?" Why is he hugging my mom? Hmm. So Can we quickly pull that away and put it back on them? <laughs> you know, you know, 
my grandma one time was watching this show called The Young of the Restless, and that didn't make my head hurt as much as what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you have never watched soap operas yes that has been established <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so, so who's still outside yeah did we leave someone uh -oh. did, did we leave a watch kevin kevin was outside yeah we left Kevin outside unattended. <laughs> well, if, if we Jomar not... didn't investigate, did you come inside and just conspicuously not investigate? I, I was at the door. Yeah, I just I was okay. at the door. Yeah, because I didn't want to leave Kevin like too far out, but I gotcha. wanted to know what was going on. So. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, so Kevin, uh, while all this is going on out uh, inside the the building, you hear some. Uh, the sound of gravel uh, tumbling down the hill next uh, next to you. And I have lost my place in my notes. A weak voice calls out, Hey! Does a dog tumble after? No. <laughs> it's a weak voice saying, Hey! Hey, can you help us, please? We need... A man's crest at the top of the hill and collapses, tumbling a little way down the slope, leaving blood smeared on the rocks in his wake. His skin is red and swollen, and there's a nasty gash on one of his arms. Oh Billy starts looking around to see if the dinosaurs are back. <laughs> Billy hasn't seen this yet. Yeah, you're in there. All right, so, <laughs> J Kevin, did you holler at me, or did you go up to the man? Oh, yeah, I'm hollering. Okay, in so I turn around, manner. I'm like, guys, Kevin's, Kevin's seen something. So we're going to head up towards the guy. All right. He is very clearly suffering from heat stroke. That gash on his arm is is kind of ragged. It doesn't look like it was made by a blade, but it was made by something sharp. You hear some more some more sound from the other side of the hill. Uh, I'm gonna head up the hill and check and see what's going on. Yeah, we're heading up there too. All right, there are two more people on the other side, struggling up up the hill, trying to get to you. They're both in pretty bad condition, too. One of them has a uh, sprained ankle, and the other is trying to support her. I want to get the injured people back to the house. I'm going to go to the other side of the hill and help the new people first. Okay. I'll go, I'll go William. All right. Between you two big burly men, you managed to get these two ladies over to the house, seat one, the more injured one in the rocker, and the other one on the edge of the porch. And they say... Oh, thank, thank you, thank you. Got to go get, go get Ken up there. All right, because they're not visibly bloody, right? But the man was correct. Is it a okay. good idea yeah. to take them into the house that we broke into? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Why not? Desperate times, desperate measures. There we go. Okay. Um, as Billy sees these people coming in, Billy's going to look to see if this guy who, uh, whatever this guy's name was, if he had a first aid kit. Uh, Mikey, yes. Mikey, have a med kit. I'm going to say probably not. Just just beer and cigarettes. Yeah. Does he have... And his his fridge has a lot of meat in it. Maybe some whiskey for the wounds. Ooh, does his fridge have any, uh, any, any Dr. Pepper or RC Cola? <laughs> it has lots of silver bullets. <laughs> Billy just shakes it. Guy can't even stock proper beer. <laughs> so let's get, the, let's get the dude in, too. All right. We're going to get Ken in the house. All right. What are his injuries like? That arm is jaggedly open. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the arm that's injured. Yeah, his arm is is slashed open. Um, Billy's going to get a, a, and it's it's a pretty nasty looking. Going to get a, a towel, wet it down, and to wrap up the arm at least. All right. Good thinking. Yeah, let's get him to the house, keeping his his arm above his heart as we carry him. Yeah. Okay. Nice. All right. So you get him in, lay him on the bed, I presume. Yes. Yep. Why not? All right. Uh, and the the woman who's not injured says, "Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I thought I was worried that we weren't going to be able to find anybody." What What happened to you guys? Uh, it was some kind of, you know, I don't, I don't even want to want to say it was. It was so so strange and. Oh, and, and Sam, oh God, Sam, I'm, if anybody wants to give a charm roll to try and get more information out of her. Oh yeah. How charming. (laughs) Got a one, a success. She says it was some kind of creature, I guess it wasn't an animal. It was. It had two legs. It, it, it walked upright. I don't. I don't know exactly what happened to Sam, but it. He tried to shoot at it, and and it attacked him first, and then it slashed at Ken, and we ran away. Gosh, it's still back there. I don't know. Did you see what it was? I don't know what it was. It was. It was so weird, and it was tall. It was at least at least six and a half feet tall, and it was all all like red and white, and it had. We're talking scales, hair, huge. Like what? Uh, no, like <laughs> I I can't even describe it. I I can't describe it. It's it, it was too strange. Well, are we talking more like giant lizard or giant bear territory? Neither. It was more like. Like red and white skin, like human type skin. To be honest, it didn't even look like it had skin. Like, like its skin was missing. So gooey parts. We're looking. Please, we've got to call an, an ambulance for for Ken. All right. Is there a phone in the house? There is a phone on the nightstand. Okay, I guess we call nine one one. I guess this could be our cover story. Like we broke into. Help these people. So. <laughs> oh, there's... I had to find a phone. All right, so who's making the 911 call? <laughs> I'm not. Again, look over to Kevin. No, Anson or me should make that call. And you know uh, Kevin can do it. Can I roll a contact to see if I know the 911 operator? Oh, my God. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> 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 911, what's your emergency? Hey, yeah, we got some uh, injuries on this place where we are. What's the address, please? Uh, 106 <laughs> Mikey Hayes Road. <laughs> All right. Uh, how many how many people are injured? 3. Well, 2. Uh, one guy's got a wicked knife wound and the other has a her ankle is hurt. Slightly different scale of seriousness. All right. We're sending ambulances uh, to your location now. Please stay on the line. Kevin, is that you? <laughs> oh, t- 
totally. Yeah, Mrs. Beatrum. <laughs> I didn't know you still had. I I thought you were retired. Eighties. Uh, I mean, I don't know your age, but are you going to make me wow. do an old lady voice now? Good for you. <laughs> All right, Maybe so be got, more believable. <laughs> they've got uh, ambulances on the way. So then this raises the question, uh, do Mogu and Enzo wish to be present when the ambulances arrive? No, I think we'll I dip out. Want to. Maybe we'll I take the not. kid with us somewhere. So I don't think he... Okay. Do we want to leave him here or... Go go to the back room. There is no back room. There's a bathroom. We could go outside to the back of the house. All right. Um, uh, they're called, whatever they want to do. I think we'd either um, go further out into the woods or head for the hideout. I say we should stay close, though, until the uh, ambulances do show up. Let's just wait behind the house in the back part. I mean... I have this feeling, I don't know why, that whatever this red and white thing is may be looking for this kid. So it seems to be some kind of connection. So if that's going to be the case and we're going to be attacked, I would rather be in the, in the back of the house with these people inside. So if we shout, they hear us, that being on the way to anywhere else. Personally. As long as we're in earshot of the house, then. It's like, we'll just find some okay. cover that the paramedics right. won't see us. Right. It only takes uh, uh, 10 minutes or so for the paramedics to arrive, and they get these three people into the, the ambulances. The one ambulatory woman uh, is still getting treatment because she's got heat stroke, getting some, some fluids into her. Uh, the other two are on gurneys in the ambulances, um, and they ask you the standard questions, you know, but what what you were doing when they were injured and that kind of thing. And of course you can't answer most of that because you weren't around when they were injured. Uh, and then the ambulances take off. We're running about up to the end of our time here. Um, and I recall that I promised to hand out experience for the last game at the beginning of this one and had forgotten to do that. Uh, so... Cody, Billy, and Kevin, mm -hmm. each give yourself two experience for participating in the last adventure and I mean, this um, one. Everybody else, just one for participating in this session. So then, have any of you been in trouble because of a problem or relationship in the last two game sessions? I think Stacy was two sessions ago for me, right? Uh, Kevin, the nurse. I mean, not Kevin, Karen, the nurse. Uh, yeah, that qualifies. Involved. <laughs> yes, Stacy was two sessions um, ago for Cody. Cool. Yeah, so that note for me. Billy's problem was short on money. Has that given you problem or giving you trouble in these two sessions? Didn't have a quarter for the payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that didn't result in uh, needing a role and you didn't have to make a phone <laughs> no, call anyway. Didn't. No. The, uh, only, the closest thing I could think of is when uh, Ken Masters asked me if I knew anything about dinosaurs in the mountains and I uh, but had, didn't, didn't, have any, uh, didn't have any bearing on what we're currently going through. 
<laughs> uh, actually, he was asking you about uh, the current events, this thing that attacked these people. Ooh. But I figured that you would probably mistake it for the uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> and I did. Dinosaurs, fleshy people, you know, what tomato tomato in this town. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Jomar wasn't present for the last one. Were you in trouble because of your problem relationships this time? No, I was not. I didn't think so. Uh, let's see. Same story for Mogu. I think uh, the whole thing about the persuading your mom to come back to Boulder City qualifies, right? Sure. So give yourself an experience point for that. Boing. Enzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still need to define your problem, I think, don't we? Right. I think for the new problem, because it used to be my... Right. It used to be your dad. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like I'm technically on the run or trying to fly under the radar, but... That can work. I have to always kind of stay out of sight. In which case, if that's what you're going with, then you can give yourself an experience point for that. And Kevin... Have you been in trouble because of problems or relationships? Uh, like this uh, today. This one. I mean, we're kind of in all this mess because of Enzo and Mogu. <laughs> so that's sounding like a no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Back up to the top. Uh, I'll just go with this list. Billy, did you use or struggle with your pride this time? Nope. And you did though last time, I believe. Well, did you? I don't. I'm not remembering now. I know I trash talked some guards. Oh no, I remember you. Uh, you used it when you were uh, insulting Farty Allen during the fight. That's right. So a point for that, Cody. Did you use your pride? Well, you definitely did last time. <laughs> yeah, I used it in the fight for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's come up this time, though. Not yet. Jomar wasn't there for last time. Nope. And his pride has actually... Your pride is musically adept, so I'm going to rule that uh, your connection, your, your knowing about Mikey Hayes in, in the area qualifies. Okay. For, for what? Uh, an experience point for using oh. your pride. All right, very good. Thank you. Kevin, you didn't actually use your pride this time, but I yes. think you did last time because it always comes up. Yeah, I remember him being immensely charming during the fight. I think that was part of it. <laughs> All right, so one point for that. Okay. Mogu, I don't think uh, your pride came up. I don't think so neither. And. Enzo's is about animals, and we didn't have any animals so far. Mm. All right. Billy, did you put yourself at risk for the other kids? Yes. Tell me about it. I'm trying to remember the entirety of that adventure. It's been <laughs> a couple of weeks. Um, openly uh, uh, making myself a target for Farty Allen to focus on me instead of the others. Okay. Cody. I lost a toe. <laughs> and you did a 
go down into the scary basement ahead of everybody else. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I think actual bodily injury definitely counts. Yeah, I think so. Because it wasn't through. Well, it wasn't quite through incompetence. <laughs> Technically, it was through incompetence. <laughs> but that was just the rules. Just through fighting with a killer cyborg. I don't think competence really comes into it. <laughs> Uh, nobody's really put themselves at risk so far in this particular adventure. Uh, Kevin, what about you? Did you put yourself at risk last time? Oh yeah, I totally went into danger. Um, and yes, I did dangerous stuff. I mean, I was involved. I helped (laughs) save that kid and Kevin was kind of worried that kid was going to die. Uh, last week. Uh, yeah, and you uh, definitely drew some aggro when you were insulting Farty. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Kevin has nightmares. <laughs> I'm going to hold off on learning something new from this adventure, so it'll just be the three that were in the last one. Billy, did you learn anything new last time? Yes, that there are multiple Farty Allens, and they're all psychotic. <laughs> anything more personal than that? Not that I can think of. All right. What about Cody? Uh, I learned that sometimes when you uh, get in a fight, there are actual physical consequences, not just getting a little bruised. Indeed. <laughs> and what about Kevin? And uh, Kevin learned that... Uh, Sometimes the nurse you have a crush on is actually working for the evil government organization. Did you actually learn that, though? I thought it came up. I mean, well, (laughs) she was clear. We knew the blood was getting there somehow, right? I think you drew some incorrect conclusions from that. I mean, well, Kevin learned he can be a brave man and get his blood taken (laughs) without thinking. That, that, That works. This has been episode 10 of the Quantum Childhood Actual Play podcast, and so it goes, part one. The music for this episode is entitled A Rising Wave by Jeremy Blake, generously provided by the YouTube No Copyright Music Library. The Tales from the Loop RPG is based on the art of Simon Stallenhog and uses the Year Zero game engine. More episodes of Quantum Childhood and of the Geek at Arms podcast can be found at geekatarms.com. I still think that my favorite Brian quality is that he's almost like a living Wikipedia. (laughs) So we can make suggestions and change his mind. (laughs) (laughs) But when you go, but when you first walk up to him, he says, you know, would you be willing to donate a dollar to keep me going? (laughs) Brian and James will eat food. (laughs) (laughs) oh i hope we got that on tape i hope we got that on tape i remember that that has to go to tape man (laughs) that has to go to tape